People of Riverdale, I have rid this town of the drug-dealing child killer and others like him. Now you must choose your fate. The next 48 hours will be a test, and I will be watching you very closely. Show me you are pure of heart, and my work ends. Continue to sin, and I will take up the sword again. Welcome to River Talk. This is a Riverdale podcast where we break down episodes and talk about all of our favorite parts and our least favorite parts <laughs> um, and our favorite dad bods. Um, so let's introduce the River Talkers. Aditi? Hey guys, I'm Aditi. Um, on a Friday night, you'll find me crying about Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. Oh, good. Always. <laughs> Something to look forward to. <laughs> Allison? Hey, y'all. Uh, it's Allison, and you can find me on a Friday night binge-watching Outlander and falling deeply in love with the show and the men on the show. <laughs> I am so glad I've converted one of you. I'm making it happen. All of you will be in love with him by the end of this. By the time was, Riverdale is over. <laughs> I was like, he's not going to be that attractive, but he is he's that attractive. <laughs> the okay. World. All right. <laughs> He's like a little golden retriever. A little redhead golden retriever. Yeah. Wears kilts and has like an, a million abs. Good. Like Sheriff Keller. Oh my god. <laughs> Too soon. I'm still not ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, okay. Um, I'm Victoria, and on a Friday, you can find me FaceTiming a <laughs> And making Spotify playlists for my friends, even though they're very much over. <laughs> Aditi, talk about my playlist. How much do you love them? She makes, on average, a week at least 10. I'm not even kidding. Are vibes not high with them? Um, they're, they're, they're great. Your voice went up and cracked. <laughs> it didn't even do one. <laughs> Follow her on Spotify, VF Nelly. <laughs> don't plug the wrong one literally like oh wait hang on her spotify is like vicky fn it is it's vicky fn on spotify i don't know why that's so funny playlist just kidding they're really bad i have a i have just a jb playlist and it's all fun fact i was road tripping this week and from canada and there was a playlist and it was it's literally just titled JP. And my friend takes my phone and he's like, Oh, whose playlist is this for? And I was like, Don't worry about it. He plays it and it's straight up just Jonas Brothers. <laughs> like, he was like, There's like a lot of songs. You just put all of Jonas Brothers songs in. He was like, No, I put their best songs. And he was like, Yeah, but there's like sixty songs in here. I'm like, Yeah, because all of their songs are their best. <laughs> <laughs> they almost swerved and crashed because like Love Bug came on, but we're fine. We made it home. I'm good. That's my favorite Jonas Brothers song. Is it? Uh, it's not my fave, but like it's up there. My fave is like much better because <laughs> it's hella shady. <laughs> and it was Pretty also good. when Joe Jonas. Oh my god, I can't even talk about it. Aditi, like talk about it for me. <laughs> okay, every time Joe Jonas comes up in conversation, Victoria will go, 
You know the Joe, the best Joe. The and best. talking about <laughs> Joe Jonas with like, the... the mop top curly hair yes. and the purple shirt from the set that I know it. <laughs> Like, I've literally, like, my computer just defaults when I type in Joe Jonas. It literally goes right to that picture. <laughs> that was when he was in his prime. That was my screensaver literally up until, like, last week on my phone. I don't care. It's my aesthetic. I love him. Okay, anyway, <laughs> that's that's my Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Very eventful. Yeah, so I'm alone. Um... And I'm Elizabeth, and on a Friday night, uh, you will also find me binging some sort of television show. Awesome. So this week we are talking about Riverdale Season 2, Episode 7, which is called Chapter 20, Tales from the Dark Side. And this was a super interesting episode, like way different than the style I normally do. So I'm interested, and we'll start with Victoria here, from 1 to 9 Pussycat Lives, 1 being dead that episode was horrible and nine being it gave me so many pussycat lives how are you feeling about this episode <laughs> so it gave me all of the pussycat lives that's what nine is <laughs> all of them all of the lives. no i would say like five and five five i like vibes weren't high like, the only reason it even got a five was because of Kevin wanting milk. Because, <laughs> like, he's so wholesome. And isn't like, I'd like some milk. Um, but, like, yeah. other and Veronica's pajamas. Like, and that's literally... Also, let's, I'm just going to throw this out there now because I'm going to forget it. I have a memory of a goldfish. But, like, it's really fresh in my mind. I watched Riverdale literally eight minutes ago. But, <laughs> okay. At the, at, I think it's at the end when when Archie's all like, "Juggy, we're gonna like get an apartment or whatever," and he's like in New York, and then at the end he's like, "But wait, what about Betty and Veronica?" He's like, "They'll have an apartment too," and I'm just like, "Wouldn't you guys want to be roommates with your like? Wouldn't you want to live with your girlfriend?" <gasps> like Archie's straight up like, "Juggy, let's get bunk beds, and then maybe our girlfriends will be roommates too across the street." <laughs> and I'm just like. I it's was like, just like a friend situation. What? Why don't you live with your why wouldn't you want to live with your significant other? You're like seriously just like let's have bunk beds and maybe the girls can be there too. Well, aren't they supposed to be like 16? So I guess it makes yeah. slightly more sense. Also, no. we we made it 7 episodes. 7 episodes of Archie plugging his music and my whole world came crashing down <laughs> when he talked about it. I was like, "Why?" why we made it so far i almost forgot what she sang and then i got excited and then he brought it up i was like damn it (laughs) um allison since you have strong feelings about archie singing what did you rate this episode i gave this episode a six because i felt like the like i liked everything content wise but the timing and the schematics of the episode like took me out of it i had a hard time like being present when i was trying to figure out what time within the time, within the time we were in. Yeah. What'd you think of Didi? I, I thought it was, I gave it, it's like a six and a half for me, just because like there were so many cool moments, but like, yeah, the timing really confused me. Yeah. I'm also gonna give this episode five. It was my least favorite episode of the season. And I felt like the show had such good momentum going. 
And while I applaud the fact that they were trying to mix it up and do something else creatively, this is something you do like Grey's Anatomy season 15. Like this is not a Riverdale season two, like while we're all still hyped. Like I don't quite know why they needed to switch things up this episode. We were all so invested already. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess we can start with kind of the formatting. They had that weird opening that kind of had the text on it. What did you guys think about that? It was an homage to something. I saw it on Twitter, but I can't remember what it was now. I think, like, Amityville Horror or something. But I feel like they kind of, like, dropped it, like, in. And I was like, oh, sweet, this could be really legit. And then I felt like it just faltered throughout. So I just think it was oddly placed for, like, a seventh episode of a season. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was awkward. I wasn't a fan. I really didn't like this episode, but I thought the little typing in the beat, because I usually, I'm really bad with TV shows, like where if I watch on my laptop, like sometimes I'll be doing other things. And so like, I'll just keep the audio on. So like, I just like heard typing and then like quick reading. And I was like, what is happening? And then I switched back and I saw the typing on the screen and I was very confused. So just for like my convenience, it wasn't. I, I love how you're like, so I, I watch TV shows, but I don't watch TV shows. That's what I just got out of that. <laughs> like, I do watch them, but, like, sometimes I do other things. But, like, like some shows deserve my full attention. Riverdale this week did it. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. No, but, like, it was just, it was weird. I don't know. Yeah. So then we, like, flash, and the next thing is Betty and Jughead in bed. And I have to say, I am the biggest Bughead fan in the world, but this reconciliation was so... We did not get enough. I wanted more. Like, they just got back together, and we didn't even see it on screen, and then they're, like, in bed together, but it's, like, for two seconds. I don't know. What did you guys think about that? Um, I was on... I, I had, like, that, I want to see what happened. Like, how did they get back together? Like, yes. But also, did you look? Did you see Jughead's little tattoo? It had a beanie. It was. It was so cute. <laughs> little crown. Like, I want to know which of the serpents sat there and went, "We should give Jughead a beanie tattoo." <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like in my heart, it was Tall Boy. Oh, you have a sad which spot we... for Tall Boy. Honestly, he really scares me. But like. <laughs> I just want to know his deal. What's going on with you, tall boy? Why are you important? I just feel like their whole, like, reconciliation in general was super fast because they just, like, threw it at the end of last episode and they were like, and everything's fine between them now. Like, they're bantering as if nothing had happened, that they didn't break up. Mm. Yeah, Victoria, what did you think? I saw Hallelujah there. I just love them. I just want, I just want Betty and Juggy to be happy. That's all. I was very excited. They're so cute. They are. They're so pretty. They're very like, pretty. They're very pretty. How old is Lily Reinhardt? Our age, younger than us. Twenty-two. She's twenty-one. She's twenty-one. How old mm-hmm. he? I know he's like twenty-two, right? Who? Because Cole is. Yeah. He's like twenty-five. He's my. He's age. our. He's my yeah. age. Yeah. Cole Sprouse is 25. Yeah. Cole Sprouse graduated college like three years or four years ago. <laughs> My friend went to year, I think. She was yeah. in the hallways all the time. And I was like, that physically pains me. Like, do you say hi? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, I would. 
It'd be like, guess what? I used to play your Disney game all the time. (laughs) That's a surefire way of him saying, please stay away from me for all of eternity. (laughs) Yeah, I think he would be like, let's be friends forever. (laughs) That's exactly what he would say. I think so. Cole mm-hmm. definitely for our podcast, so, like, Cole, if you're listening. <laughs> it was I think he tuned out when I said that I Google guys. I think that was, like, the point of One of us talks about our infatuation with, like, teen pop star boys. Like, literally, or, like, just, like, TV Wait. in general. Like, last week we cried over Pacey Witter. And, like, you cry over Chris Evans every day. Every day, but like he's a grown man, so <laughs> it's he's... acceptable then. Jackson Jackson is grown now. Yeah. So then, getting back to the episode, Jughead decides to get into. He gets into a thing with Penny Peabody, who is the worst, and he and. Uh, Archie go on this little errand. What did y'all think about their little adventure this episode? Aditi? So, like, I hated that they actually went on the adventure, but at the same time, I love that they went on the adventure because we haven't had quality Archie Jughead moments this season, and, like, they're the bromance. Like, they're supposed to be best friends for all eternity. And, like, it really hurt my heart that that wasn't what was happening, but, like, this like little car scene was really cute yeah allison i just don't understand why he just like peaced out left him on the side of the road like there's so many paranormal activity things happening he's just like bye friend gotta take my package out see you later and i was like why i would have just like jumped on the back and rode with the dead deer like it's fine (laughs) oh victoria here's my beef with riverdale oh my goodness (laughs) what time period is it set in? Because, like, <laughs> they're doing the jitterbug at Pops, and then the second minute, like, like a second minute, like, a second later, Archie's like, oh, just put the bill on my debit. <laughs> just, like... Like, he paid that bill at like for the guy with it. He was like, here's my debit. And I'm just like... I was waiting for Archie to be like, I'll Venmo you. Like, just because they, they can't ever pick a time period. Where, when's it set? <laughs> But yeah, their little excursion. It was cute. The thing that I want to know is why do the serpents like rely on this 16 year old kid so much? Don't they have (laughs) other gang members? I'm so confused as to why Jughead has to do everything. Jughead's got to do it all. He's like the heir apparent. I get that. And I know it's also, you know, for plot reasons for the show, but it kind of makes no sense that Jughead is the one who has to run these drugs. Aditi, what do you think? Do they not Um, factor this in? Like, it's college application season. Like, they're (laughs) They have other things they need to get accomplished right now. (laughs) Let them do some extracurriculars. Um, I was really confused about that. Like, the whole, why are you making Jughead run the drug for you, Penny Peabody? You useless worm. And then she brought up the whole, like, your father owes me a debt. And all I can think of in that moment was she tried to ask out FP and he was like, no. Like, that's it. That's all I'm thinking of. Yeah. I was literally like, she's a scorned lover. This is why she's freaking out, like, making, like, Jughead do all this stuff. Like, there's no other reason that homegirl would be, like, off her rocker this hard. Also, do we still, like, I read a theory that, like, 
Is she the one that's like, because you know I'm bad with people and like keeping track of them, but like, is she the one that's like somehow related to Betty? Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh. so that, that it's that that she's actually Betty's mom. What? Okay, oh I read my. Theory. I read a th- it was like a lit theory, and like it was like apparently she is Betty's mom, like real mom, and she had her and like they took her away and gave her to her like current mother <laughs> and like Alice Cooper. They, you, you know what I mean. You know I'm bad with names. And, like, it, it slipped my mind. <laughs> they gave her to, like, Alice and was, like, raise her as her own. And she, like, did because, like, something happened with Penny. And, like, you know. Wow. She went to law And then, like, she is the Black Hood because she's trying to, like, I don't know, get even or something. And I was like, that is a lit theory. Yeah, I would have like about never. Theories. It was, yeah. but it made like I read the whole thing and it made like a lot of sense. Sense, like putting it, to, putting it together. She looks more like Betty than Alice does. Like, Maybe that's been... who does the casting. That this is us people, because damn. I um, still think that Betty's older brother is actually FP's son. That is my theory that I'm sticking to it. That like be- that Alice Cooper's uh, kid that she had in high school that she had to give up. Oh god, I don't girl, want yeah. it to be FP's kid. But I think it is. I think it is. What FP's if it's kid. Tall Boy's kid? Aditi's <laughs> <laughs> just over here. Also, please tell me that everybody else thought that when they came rolling in on in the wheelchair that it was Nana Blossom. I, was really, I like, really did. Justice for Nana Blossom. I won't let it die. Uh, where's like, Nana Blossom at? I was convinced it was her. And I was like, oh, Nana's picking up where uh, Cheryl's dad left off. She's pushing also, the drugs. I was, I was like watching um, like the CW crossover right before I watched Riverdale. And yeah. I really, truly thought they were going to be Nazis. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Nazis everywhere on the CW. This is the scariest thing in the world. And then it just turned out to be some creepy old lady. Yeah, which we don't even know where she came from. She just was, like, creeping. But she's from Greendale. And we're not allowed to be in Greendale after midnight. And you know it's because of the witches. Yeah. Like, I just want to see... I just want to see Salem. I just want to see Salem. I wonder if this episode was a setup for... Let's do because there, there's a Sabrina, there's a Sabrina spinoff coming, right? Did you right? hear the rumor mm-hmm. that they want to get Selena Gomez Selena to be Gomez. Sabrina? Yeah, yeah. And the blonde hair was like, maybe. And I was like, I would totally support this, but like Selena Gomez should not play Sabrina. That would blow I the CW's entire budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Love her, but like, no. I'm sorry. Who's the one I really wanted to play? Duff Cameron. No, 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 no. That's oh, I can't get on the like. Duff Cameron bothers me. You just rolled your eyes so hard. I think that would be great casting. (laughs) Who who rolled their eyes? Did I? No, it's no. Dee did because I feel like she'd be so cool as Sabrina Spellman, but like at the same time, no. Why? (laughs) I feel like Amanda Stenberg is like too big to play Sabrina. But she's not, like, in anything. Like, what does she do? Like, three things. 
I thought you meant like too big, like as in too old. And I was like, wait, oh, no. what? And no, I was like, like yeah, too big, like, like she's too big a personality. She is. Yeah. She's in anything. You have to have a pretty quirky personality, I feel like, to be Sabrina. She's in like <laughs> three things coming out right now, and then a movie next year. Maybe never mind. Y'all, do you um, hear that whimpering? Mm-hmm. My dog is dreaming. <gasps> Lila, wake up. Lila. <laughs> Lila. Lila. <laughs> but, like, Lilo never makes noise unless she's dreaming. It's the cutest thing. Oh, this is amazing. Up. Okay. Um, I know, isn't it cute? Okay. So, then, I think we've pretty much talked about um, Archie and Jughead's little adventure. Then we have the Cheryl Josie stuff. What did y'all think about this? Because I have so many thoughts. Um, I was, okay, so the whole Chuck thing, I was really creeped out by it because I was like, Chuck Clayton does not deserve anything right now. Like, you were creepy as anything. You were disgusting. You don't get to date Josie and, like, Josie, like, clap back at him. But then, like, I didn't think Chuck would give her that gift of the heart. Like, I was like, there's no way this is Chuck. Like, Chuck is not that bad. Like, yes, he's bad, but he's, like, petty teenage boy bad, not mass murderer bad. Yeah. Yeah, they were totally giving him a redemption edit, and I felt like it came out of left field. I was like, what is happening? But also, was, like, was Cheryl, like, drawing, like, her and Josie together at the end, supposed to, like reference that Cheryl's been behind this whole like scheme of like just trying to push Josie into this record deal because I was like homegirl that's not how you make friends like you just start based on common interests and you go from there until you permanently like place yourself in their lives well, you gotta work friends, up to that right it's like she's in love with her I thought that's what it was like about and that's and that's I kind thought... of like what the previews for next week looked like it was yeah. going to I thought that's what they were setting up, but, like, I feel like it could be, like, a Florence Nightingale situation, like, where you fall in love with the person that saves you, but, I like, think, not fall in love, yeah. like, you become obsessed and you need to be, like, their center of attention. Because, no. like, with the whole thing yeah. that happened, like, two episodes ago. I thought that episode. at first, but then I remembered our theory that Cheryl and, um, what's-her-face are going to get together. Tony Topaz. Tony Topaz. This was like them easing her into a sort of either bisexual or like lesbian arc, right? Like that she, her, it would be the unrequited love or like the infatuation with Josie that doesn't work out, Mm -hmm. that then she ends up with Tony. That's kind of where I see this going. Maybe that's too predictable and maybe, but I feel like that is at least where I see this arc going. What did you think, Victoria? I agree with that. That's right. (laughs) No, I did because like it's I the joke I didn't because Adidi was telling me this like what yesterday, and I genuinely like didn't like I was like I don't think they're gonna do that. And then I watched it today and I was like she's obsessed with Josie, <laughs> and like when did this happen? <laughs> and like I felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. And then like yeah, and so I kind of could see how they would lead in with the t- like what you said like segue here into the Tony thing. Though I have to say, I'm not opposed to a Chuck redemption arc. Like, he was really, really, like, sketchy and bad and horrible and did, like, terrible, terrible things. But I feel like 
a lot of what you see in TV is there's a villain and then they do something bad and they go away. And the fact that he did things that had real life consequences and like now he's not on the football team and he has to like figure out his life and he's like trying to like find his faith. I don't know, I wasn't opposed to that and I felt like it was kind of a cop out to see it only in this episode to further the Josie Cheryl storyline. Like I would have liked, I think you're right, Allison, it came totally out of left field and I would have liked to have seen it actually expanded upon. Like could Chuck have redemption? Like I feel like that was not a question that was actually explored. Yeah, I think my biggest qualm with it really was just that they were pushing his redemption like edit on us. And like, because it came so out of left field, like I think I'd be more open to it if we were laying the groundwork or had laid it beforehand, but I just felt like it was awkwardly placed. Uh, I feel like this whole episode was just a bunch of awkwardly placed moments into things, and I don't know if they're spring forward, like trying to springboard it forward or what. But also, I feel like the thing, the problem that really got me with this episode, and especially with the way that I'm sure Victoria like knows this and has thought this too, but like the way that TV shows are set up with A and B and C and D plots, right? <laughs> when you run an episode like this where you have like three stories that are running as individual stories, it makes it really hard to layer them in a way where I felt like a ton happened in this episode, but because of the way that it was structured, it didn't feel like a lot happened. And it actually felt like it devalued some of the information we learned. Like it happened so quickly and there was not anything like interspersed in between besides like Kevin drinking milk, right? That it would be like something happened and then we wouldn't see them again and we wouldn't see the consequences. And I felt like that made it hard for me to be attached to what was happening in the episode. Or just... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just say, or just I feel like the timing in general, this episode, like because they, there was a whole thing at the beginning but they didn't really lay the groundwork. Like because I started watching 10 minutes behind, I thought I'd miss something. But there, you kept, like, coming, dispersing in and out of moments, and you would see where you, things you had seen before. And I feel like that also, like, devalued anything you found out because you couldn't, like, in a story arc, place it in the correct, like, plot points. Mm -hmm. I just feel like with, like, th with their show, it is, like, not that, like, I struggle to identify the, like, this ABC storyline, but I feel like they don't, they don't spread it out. Like, I, not, like, not spread it out, but I feel like it's, like, like, for last night's episode, like, I feel like almost Juggy and, like, Archie were, like, they were B, I'd say. But, like, for A, I feel like a, this whole season is going to be, like, Black Hood is going to be A. But it felt weird, like, with, like, for C, like, I don't know if it would be Josie, if it would be, like, I don't know, like, someone else on it. Like, it's very... Sheriff Keller. Exactly. Like, there's a lot... Because, like, would he be linked with, like, Black Hood? I feel like it's, like, they, they intertwine them, which is, like, good. But, like, there's no, like, clear-cut whose story is whose. Like, 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 at least on Supergirl. It's, like, the Alex and Maggie were, like, always the B, almost. Almost always. Kara's always A with Monel or whatever, like, the villain is that week. And then, like, C would be... James or a small little thing with Wynn and like this show like it is not like it's it's not that it even like switches it's just I feel like it's like getting confusing at this point yeah like every time I would click off the screen and like go on Twitter for like a minute I'd come back and like it was on somebody else for like a scene and then would be back to somebody else and like even like 
like because like you, I couldn't even pinpoint what Veronica's storyline was in this. It was like because it was it was with Kevin, so like it's like E at this point like storyline. I don't know. It's it it irks me a little sometimes. Yeah. So let's jump to the last. Like yeah. Let's jump, and I think I think you're totally right, Victoria. It's a trend in the show, and this episode, because of the structure, exaggerated that. Like, we were able to see the flaws in the storylines a lot more because of the way that they structured this episode. But I think, let's go to chapter three, which is the Betty and Veronica story, which I don't even know if it's really the Betty and Veronica story, but that was the part where we got to Sheriff Keller and the affair and the dad bod. And so what did you all think about, like, this chunk of the episode? Yeah, do you? Um, I thought it was like a weird little like thing happening because I totally get that they want Betty to be like the Nancy Drew of Riverdale, but also when she was on the phone with Veronica, like when Veronica was at the Keller house and she was like, "Oh, like the if the basement's open, go down to the basement." I was like, "You're literally sending your friend down there to be murdered." <laughs> And then it turns out the only murdering that was happening was my view of all of the adults on Riverdale. <laughs> uh, Allison? Oh. Um, go ahead. Victoria, you, your finger, you totally had your finger on your nose first. You guys should have seen the face that just Victoria just so made. Hard. I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the split screen. No, it's literally, it's really dumb what the point I was going to make, and I'm not going to lie. I... No, wait, did I forget it? Hold on. <laughs> if you forget it, I'm gonna... <laughs> no, no, okay. Here's my thing. They all seem to have, like, not, like, money, but, like, they seem to be living nicely. And, like, it's in, like, present day. Why don't they got a finished basement? Like, like, the stairway to the basement, mainly. Like, everybody got some carpeting stairs. You go down, you little pull the little light... Like, first of all, you don't gotta, like, pull the light. You could just, like, flick a switch. Like, we have normal electricity now. And, like, it's such, like, a haunted, like, horror film basement to see, like, his dad. Also, those were not noises of someone being murdered. I, like, <laughs> they, I feel like they were setting it up for, like, his grunting to be, like, someone, like, in a, like, I, I genuinely was, like, she's gonna go down there and someone's gonna either be, like, having sex or, like, someone's gonna be in a cage. Like, was, my mind went to either, like, someone's doing the nasty in, in Kevin's basement um, or someone's or in the cage. in a cage. And then, like, his dad's just, like, flexing. <laughs> I, okay, not gonna lie, my initial thought when I heard those noises was that I was, like, oh my god, it's, like, this self-flagellation scene from Da Vinci Code. I gotta go. It's not <laughs> happening today. Also, it was just him working out. I really wanted, like, right in that moment, <laughs> for there to be, like, <laughs> I'm gonna hate myself, but, like, I wanted, like, the River, like, you know, like, they do, like, the Riverdale covers, like, obviously, like, the Pussycat Doll covers. You mean the best yeah. covers ever? Yes, we know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really great. <laughs> but they're, like, on Spotify, like, wow, I plug Spotify a lot. Like, <laughs> No, but like, please sponsor us. Sponsor us. Um, but like, literally, I wanted so bad for there to be one of Flex for my Fifth Harmony, like right in that moment. Like that's what my head went right to when I was just like, I want Flex playing right now. Um, you said Flex, and I went the Rich Homie Quan version. <laughs> that's that's where I went. I'm I'm not even sorry. Mine went right to Fifth Harmony. 
<laughs> nice. They're great. Um, <laughs> I was really shook by Sheriff Keller's body. And then I was like, of course, Mayor McCoy's hooking up with that. I'd be hooking up with that. He's gone up substantially on my list of Riverdale dads. Like, he's above... Well, actually, no. He's not above FP, who's still my number one. <sighs> and I think Luke Perry is still my number two. But then he's really, really close after Luke Perry. I, yeah. It just gave me a host of feelings about Sheriff <laughs> Keller that I was not ready to handle and or process. I don't think I still have. But also, like, Hiram Lodge is the number one on my list. Like, <gasps> I forgot about I, Hiram Lodge. And yes. I don't know what it is, but I'm like... It's something he's like... Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm still missing um, Mr. Blossom. He did it for me with the wigs. <laughs> he, was, he was really doing it for me. I literally had a moment of, please, God, don't be serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not a fan of the ginge? Like the nice ginger wig? KJ, Abba, no. <laughs> did you see that Cole Sprouse said in an interview? Okay, I'm going to make a, like a side tangent here. Did you see that Cole Sprouse said in an yeah, because you you are the queen of the side tangent. <laughs> but my brain works. Squirrel, go on. Um, that Cole Sprouse was saying that they were asking him about dyeing his hair, and then he said this. He was on, I think, live with Kelly and Ryan, and he was saying that, oh yeah, like I dye my hair, whatever. And he was like, not like KJ. KJ, all of KJ's hair is gonna fall out by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you mean they play like... dye it before every ep? Because he says like, he has to do it every two to. weeks. Yeah, because it's so like um for your hair. Allison, you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Aditi. That's fine. I'm so sorry. I, I How do you think she calls me people. <laughs> Tune back what? next episode when Aditi rates her favorite people. <laughs> can, like, wait, can that be like, next time? Okay, so next week I think we should open our show with like, "Hi, I'm Victoria, and I'm Aditi's second favorite." <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should do. Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and Aditi likes me the least. <laughs> Can we please? Do y'all have anything else about Sheriff Keller or the Betty and Veronica storyline besides that mm. it wasn't very coherent and there was milk? Yeah, oh, I, mean, I did. Yeah, I, had I did just the enjoy the um, just their whole like dynamic through that whole thing. It was oddly placed, but I really did enjoy the like sparring between Betty and Veronica. Thought it was a nice change from their, like, hating each other in the past few yeah. episodes. My thing about mil- the milk, Kevin Keller and his wholesome glass of milk, I'm sorry. Um, what, did, what did he go? He went crawling the woods for guys? And then the milk thing, like, really creeped me out when he was like, hey, Veronica, what are you doing down here? With his glass of milk, I was like, there is something so murdery about this. Maybe he's but I black. also, I said, I like said it in my head first, and I was like, I sang it the way Hosier sings, like, um, there's something so wholesome about this, there's something so murderous about this, and I had to take a minute and be like, I need to, I need to take a nap right now. Oh, wait, yeah, my one thing, like, my one final thing, I was really excited when I realized the, uh, the guy that picked up Jughead off the side of the road he was like the original Candyman. Yeah. Like, that's Candyman. That's what you're thinking. Ah, yeah. okay. No, that was so cool. Because, like, I literally just watched that movie last, maybe in, like, March or April, like, for the first time. 
And I was like, he looks super familiar. And I went and checked it out, and I was like, oh my god, you got the Candyman. I wonder if that was an intentional choice. Oh, it was I think it was. Because you can't do all that stuff. It's so cool. Also, Mr. Svensson is a creep, and it's so... It's so sad because, like, the original Mr. Svensson was, like, this, like, little sweetheart that cleaned up the school and made sure the kids were all good. Aww. Um, and then I just wanted to say before we ended to the end of the episode was, I guess, a major cliffhanger with them all in the diner and getting that call. Also, like, since when does the black code, like, call pop? But, okay. Okay. I have beef again with Riverdale. (laughs) Okay. Why did it have an old-timey phone ring? But it was literally like a like a like a phone from like an office. Like literally go it's the little things that genuinely irk me about Riverdale. Like literally go back and watch it. It looks like the ringer of like an old timey phone. Like one that would be like, like a rotary phone. Mm-hmm. But it's literally like a conference phone. Like it has like the line one, like line two buttons. And I'm just like, pops. I think I just had to let go of timing in this episode because it, it was so me. wonky. I just couldn't. Like, I was like, what? I don't. It exists in its own dimension. It's like, period. I want answers. It's the Riverdale time period. That's what it is. Um, so what are y'all's predictions? Do you have any changes about the Black Hood? Did this episode change any predictions that you have about future Riverdale dads? What are you thinking? Where's Nana Blossom? Where is she? Oh, sorry. I actually didn't have any thoughts. I just... You just put your finger on your nose to... Despite Victoria. That's what you did. Yeah, Victoria. Okay. One, hashtag justice for Nana Blossom. Two, I think that Peabody is... I forgot Lily Reinhardt's name on the show for us. I don't forget like, Betty's Betty. name. I was going to say Lily, but like, okay, I think Peabody is Betty's mom. And I think her and like Betty's long lost bro are in on it. And I think. Sheik? His name is Sheik, by the way. It would be. And like, and then I think also, like, yeah, I think they're in on it. And then. I think also Tony might have something to do with it. I don't know yet. Jer- like, like Jerry's still out on her, but I think her and Cheryl are definitely get together. Whatever. I'm kind of here for it. And then, what else? Um, okay, top dad is hard FP Jones. And what else? Kevin freaked me out so much in this episode. I'm unwell. Because all I can picture are, like, those weird Disney Channel ads like those big banners that they put no 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 oh. <laughs> is doing the wand like, <laughs> no the, the the like do you know like when we were in like middle school and they would have those giant like banners in the cafeteria and it would be like some random disney star with like those creepy milk mustaches and then they're like got milk yeah. and then like try to get you to get the weird strawberry milk in the cafeteria and i'm like no thank you but like that's like I picture Kevin doing that. Like someone who's good at Photoshop do it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's my Riverdale recap. <laughs> my predictions. Well my only substantial prediction is that I really hope the Pussycats get back together because if they don't, we're not gonna have any good covers for the rest of the season. And yeah. Milkshake is top five favorite songs at the moment, so um my 
my guess for like Black Hood is that it's definitely someone in the sheriff's office. Because there's no way that you would get an announcement like that after, like, Betty Cooper breaks into the sheriff's home office and not have any repercussions. What if it's, um, what if it's Kevin? Because he has access to it because his dad is the sheriff. sheriff, So he had access to it. And he's in this weird, like, trying to be wholesome stage, like, with his milk and his weird, uh game that he was playing in his room with Veronica. Yeah, he could know about the affair and be upset about it. Like, he could think his dad is a sinner. I was thinking about Mm -hmm. that. I think there's, like, either Kevin knows now and he's uh, hiding it for some reason, or he doesn't know, and when he finds out, it's going to be crazy. Um, And uh, my prediction is kind of like Victoria's, but I think that it is Betty's long-lost brother and FP that are behind the black hood. I think, like, they're, because you know I think that FP is his dad, so I think it's FP and, um, it's FP just and the so long lost brother. Why do the Cooper daughters just so much incest? Oh, wait, where's Polly, and when's she giving birth to those babies? Where's Nana Blossom? We might never She's know. She's at the farm. <laughs> She's at the farm training idiots <laughs> in the CIA. Do you think if Nana Blossom, Nana Blossom was there, Cheryl wouldn't have done that creepy drawing? I feel like Nana Blossom would have helped her draw that. I feel like Nana Blossom's like not the. <laughs> she's not the moral conscious that Cheryl needs. Pig heart. Where did Cheryl get a pig heart? That's a good question. Got a lot Where's of Cheryl's questions. Cheryl's mom. <laughs> Many <laughs> things we need heart. answered. Oh, All right. God. This was a real crazy episode. So, River Talkers, why don't you tell people where they can find you on Twitter? Um, you can find me on Twitter at AttagirlWilly. That was Allison, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, of course I'm you're hiding your girl out. That's fine. If it was Victoria or I, it wouldn't have mattered. Oh, no. You've started something now. <laughs> All right, this is how people where they can find you. I'm official Aditi on Twitter, and I'm views by Aditi on Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter, and Vicky FN on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I will say, she made me a playlist, and, like, in high school, my favorite thing is when people make me mix CDs, so this has been, like, the highlight of my week. It was a very good pod. It was a very good playlist. So, if you were on Riverdale, what? If you were on Riverdale, your favorite thing would be mixtapes. So, Liz, where can we find you on the social media? Me, I do like me too. You've been demoted, Victoria. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I. Facetime Liz at three a.m. when you're crying about Tyler (laughs) Hecker. Things are getting so deep. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Katie Beth Larson. And if you like our podcast and you want to hear more about Riverdale dad bods and Victoria's playlist, you should <laughs> review our podcast on iTunes. Or-